0: We hope today something is said that will brighten up your day and cheer up your heart. We thank the Lord for you this morning, tuning in and may God bless you out there. Our heart's desire is to see all men come to the Lord and give their life to Jesus. There's life in the son of God. He loves you so much that he gave his life for you. He suffered a great, great death and paid the price to reconcile us to God. We thank the Lord for that. And we're sorry that Jesus had to die. But I'm glad that he was willing to go to the cross. You know, they, they beat this man. They beat him unmercifully. And when they got through beating him, they hung him on an old rugged cross. And that was a place of suffering of shame Jesus didn't deserve to be on that cross. Folks, we deserve to be on that cross. But he was willing to take our place. He was willing to shed his blood. What a great sacrifice that he made. The terrible pain that he suffered, the beating, the agony that he suffered on the cross. And folks, it just breaks my heart to know that he had to come to do that because of what I had done, because of my sins. That was the only thing that could reconcile us to God was the blood of Jesus Christ. What great suffering, what great agony and pain that he went through. And knowing that he could have stopped it at any time. You know, he could have called a legion of angels and said, Father, I'm I'm through, I'm finished with it. I'm tired of him beating me. I'm tired of the shame. I'm tired of them spitting on me. I'm tired of the crown of thorns that they've crushed down on my head. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. And the reason why he didn't, folks, was you and I. He loved us that much. He took my place on the cross, and I'm so thankful this morning that he did. Jesus died for me. And I love him just enough that I'm going to live for him. Oh, where would we be without the Savior, without his willingness to go to the cross? I was a wretched, miserable, rotten sinner, cumbered with guilt and shame. I felt so dirty and so filthy. But thank God I don't feel like that today because the blood of Jesus Christ has purified my heart. It's purified the heart even to the cleansing, the purification of a man's conscience. Folks, the blood of bullocks and goats couldn't do that. It took the precious blood of Jesus, and I'm so thankful that he was willing to shed that blood. I'd like to ask, would you serve Jesus today? Would you come to him? Would you give your life to him? He loves you so much. He cares for you. Just remember how much he suffered for you. That's how much he loves you. You know, not everyone would do that. We might have close friends. We might have good friends, but would they be willing enough to die for you? Would they be willing enough to shed their blood for you? Would they be willing enough to let him beat him unmercifully? Would they love you enough to let him hang him on an old rugged cross and drive the spikes in his hands and in his feet? There's not many that would, folks, but this man loved you that much. Will you live for him today? May God bless you. We're going to get on with our subject. Yeah, I feel good in the Lord today and feel his presence, and I believe you can too. Oh, how I love Jesus, that song, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. We've been preaching on the fundamentals of the doctrine of Christ. You know, we give our heart to the Lord these things that we need to learn, principles, these fundamental principles in Jesus Christ. This was his doctrine. Hebrews, the sixth chapter and the first verse says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. There's first principles we have to have before we can go on to perfection. Jesus wants to go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. Listen to these foundations. These are fundamentals. Foundations are things we build our lives on, not laying again, the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. We've been preaching on these things of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands. This is the next one we're going to touch on today and of the resurrection of the dead. We want people to understand and know about the resurrection of the dead. It's so important that he put it in his fundamental principles. If we don't understand the resurrection of the dead, our building can't be complete. We can't go on to perfection. If we don't understand what a resurrection is, what constitutes a resurrection? These things we have to know. Folks, if we don't know these things, we could be deceived. We could be let off into other things. Doctrines of men, and it would keep our building from going on to perfection. That's why these things have to be taught. These things line up with what Jesus taught. These are His fundamental principles. These are things that you can find in the Word of God. What is a resurrection? That's where we're going to start this morning. There may be a few subjects inside the resurrection of the dead, but we've got to first establish what a resurrection is. A lot of people thinks that Lazarus was a resurrection folks. I hate to disappoint you, but Lazarus was not a resurrection and I'll prove it by the word of God through his great help. And there were several people that was brought back to life that was raised from the dead. And a lot of people may think that that was a resurrection But that was not a true resurrection because folks, we're going to show you what a resurrection, what the Bible teaches a resurrection is, what constitutes, what does the Bible teach of what constitutes a resurrection. Turn with me to first Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 42nd verse. It shows us, it teaches us what this word teaches us, what a resurrection is. Now folks, a lot of people have leaned too much on the Greek and the Hebrew leaned too much on the, an education to try to figure God out folks It don't take an education to figure God out. It takes Calvary. It takes getting on your knees and asking God and seeking God. You know, you look in the Greek and the Hebrew and the dictionaries and find out what the word resurrection means. It means to be raised. But raised to what? Is it raised back to natural life or raised to eternal life? Well, we have to rely on the spirit, the spirit of God, because it teaches us, it leads us, it guides us into all truth. That's what Jesus sent the spirit back here for. I'll tell you, before we read this, go to Corinthians, the second chapter, and we'll start the 12th verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. No, the world will lead you wrong. The wisdom of this world will lead you wrong. But what have we received? But the spirit, which is of God. Why have we received that spirit, which is of God? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Well, did the wisdom of the world, you got to go to school and understand the Greek and the Hebrew you got to have the wisdom of this world. you got to be educated in Greek and Hebrew before you know the things that are freely given us to God. No, that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said we've received the Spirit. Go to Calvary. Get a change of heart. Be born of the Spirit and ask God to lead you and guide you into all truth. Now, a man that will do that, he'll truly understand what that's, what this Word teaches. Let's read it again. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, Why have we done that? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in words, which man's wisdom teach. Now we don't teach the Greek and the Hebrew here, folks, but what do we teach? But which the Holy ghost teaches, what does the Holy ghost do comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, this spirit of God will cause you to dig in this word. This word is what is spiritual. Jesus said, my words in St. John 6 and 63, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Well, you don't understand the Bible. Go to God in prayer. Fast and seek God. He'll reveal it to you. You don't need this world's wisdom. That's what's got this world in a mess. There's all kinds of different interpretations of the Greek and Hebrew. You don't need this world's wisdom, folks. Go to Calvary. Yeah, go down on knee school and ask God in a humble heart of prayer, lead and guide you through these scriptures, not through the Greek and the Hebrew. Listen now, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God. That natural man will be looking for things outside this word. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We discern this by the word of God. We compare spiritual to spiritual. So what is a resurrection? Is a resurrection raised to natural life? If you go to the Greek and Hebrew, it shows you that it's just to be raised. That was a lot of people that was raised in the Old Testament. There was people raised in the New Testament. but what does this Word of God teach? What constitutes what a resurrection is? What does the Spirit teach? Go back with me now to 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter and the 42nd verse. Now these are things that we have to understand in the principles of the doctrine of Christ, the resurrection of the dead. What about the resurrection of the dead? The 42nd verse shows us. So also is the resurrection of the dead. What is the resurrection of the dead? It is sown in corruption. Folks, corruption is something that is fading away. It's not eternal. This natural body is sown in corruption, but what? It is raised in incorruption, something that will not pass away, something that will not ever be destroyed. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Well, let me ask you a question now. Was Lazarus being raised from the dead, was he raised back to glory, to eternal life, to an incorruptible state, to a spiritual body, or was he raised back just to a natural body? Well, turn with me to St. John, the 12th chapter and the ninth verse, and we'll see about this. The Bible says here in the ninth verse, much people of the Jews therefore knew that that he was there. That's talking about Jesus. and They come not for Jesus' sake only, but they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. They wanted to come to see Lazarus too, who Jesus raised from the dead. The 10th verse, but the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death they were out to kill him again. They were out to take Lazarus life. Now, was that raised to eternal life? Or was that raised back to a natural life? Folks, he was raised back to a natural state. Now, folks, that does not constitute a resurrection by the Bible because he was raised back to a natural state. This man, Lazarus, had a restoration. He was restored back to natural life. He wasn't raised to eternal life. It takes eternal life to constitute a resurrection. Turn with me to Luke, the 20th chapter, and we'll start at the 35th verse, Jesus talking here. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world And the resurrection from the dead. What are we preaching on? The resurrection of the dead. Neither marry nor are given in marriage. Listen to this now. Neither can they die anymore. For they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God being the children of the resurrection. That's what constitutes a resurrection. What does this Bible teach a resurrection is? They're equal to the angels. They don't die anymore. You can see that. Jesus said the same thing Paul said in 1 Corinthians the 15th chapter. Yeah, it's sown in corruption, something that passes away, but it's raised in incorruption, something that will never pass away, something, folks, that's eternal. Yeah, it's sown a natural body, but it is raised a spiritual body. He didn't say it was raised a natural body. He said it was raised a spiritual body, one that'll never die. Well, was Lazarus a resurrection or was he a restitution? They sought to kill Lazarus. They sought to put him to death. Folks, a resurrection, you can't die anymore. Yeah, that's what the Bible teaches a resurrection is. But you look to the Greek and the Hebrew, it'll just say to be raised, just to be raised. Well, but what's the Spirit of God say? What does it teach us? A resurrection is raised to eternal life. Folks, let's don't get hung up on the Greek and Hebrew. It's fine to have an education, but don't lean on that to, to teach you the things of God. Let's lean on the Spirit of God. Let him lead us and guide us in these, this word, his scriptures. Too many men out there will tell you, you've got to know the Greek and the Hebrew. And oh, they they stress that, you must know the Greek and the Hebrew before you can understand these scriptures. They, we have to write our own Bible even. Yeah, because this Bible we've got's not correct with the Greek and the Hebrew. Folks, that's hogwash. That's hogwash. Just depend on the Spirit of God. He'll lead and guide you into all truth. That's, is that what the Bible said? Or did the Greek and the Hebrew lead you into all truth? Yeah, what is a Resurrection. Yeah, find it out from the Spirit of God, from the Word of God. Let Him lead and guide you into all truth. The other's just some man's head. I don't want some man's head. The wisdom of the world, the Bible said, by wisdom, they knew not God. But it took the foolishness of preaching. Some people may think what I'm doing today is foolishness, folks. But it's pleasing God to teach these principles. It's pleasing God Yeah, for people to know his word. Yeah, God is manifesting his word through preachers, through the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of his word. Yeah, not everybody's preaching that word, folks. That's what we taught about last week in Romans, the 10th chapter. How shall they preach except they be sent? God's not sending everything out there preaching lies. No, if you go to Titus, the first chapter, the second and third verse, the Bible said in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. It didn't say Greek and Hebrew, did it? No, it takes a man with the spirit of God. Yeah, preaching his eternal truth. Yeah, God's not going to let these fellows glory in the flesh, in their own wisdom, their own understanding. No, his truth's going to be preached. Yeah, we're building for the Lord. We're not building for ourselves. That's why we're we're teaching these principles. Yeah, we're building for the house of God, for God's eternal, that eternal building. Yeah, preaching again on the resurrection of the dead, one of the principles. And the phase of this subject is what is a resurrection? And again, there's been several people that's raised from the dead back to natural life. The Bible is full of it in the Old Testament. The New Testament shows Lazarus. But we know what constitutes a resurrection. Now, folks, if they those people that were raised to natural life. If that was a resurrection, then this Bible's wrong because the Bible teaches me that Jesus was the first to rise from the dead. Turn with me to Acts, the 26th chapter. Listen to what all Paul said in the 22nd verse. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets. And Moses did say should come. Paul didn't say anything else than what Moses and the prophets said. What did he say? The 23rd verse. That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first. I want you to get that. He should be the first that should rise from the dead. Now, folks, if those people In the Old Testament was the first to rise from the dead. This Bible's wrong. But we, you have to rightly divide the word of truth. What does the word of God teach that a resurrection is? It's raised to a spiritual body. There was no one that ever went to the grave and was raised, that was dead and was raised back to a spiritual eternal state. Nobody was until Jesus came. He was the first, the first to rise from the dead according to what this word of God teaches that constitutes a resurrection. Yeah, sure, there was people that was raised back to natural life. Yeah, but never did God bring a man from the dead and give him eternal life. Well, we know that Enoch, the Bible teaches that he was translated. Yeah, he had, he got eternal life. But the key point there, he never tasted death. He was translated that he should not see death. That's not a resurrection either, folks. What constitutes a resurrection? A man has to die. That's what it said in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. It's sown in corruption, it passes away. It's sown in dishonor, it's sown in weakness, it's sown a natural body. But it's raised, folks. It's raised in incorruption. It's eternal. It'll never go to the grave again. It is raised in power. Yeah, the power of an endless life. Yeah, and it's raised a spiritual body. It's raised in glory. Yes, praise his holy name. Well, I think Paul knew what he was talking about. He knew the scriptures. He knew what a resurrection was. He knew that there was one, those that had died and was raised and restored back to natural life in the Old Testament. He knew about Lazarus, I'm sure. But he said, saying none of the things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. These are the things that Moses and the prophets said, that Christ should suffer, he should die, and he should be the first, the first, the first. I want you to get that. That should rise from the dead. Yeah, I know Paul knew what he was talking about. Yeah, God raised his son and give him glory. Well, turn with me to 1 Peter, the first chapter, and the 21st verse. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and give him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. God raised his son up and gave him glory. Yeah, it's sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. Folks, that's a resurrection. That's a true resurrection from the dead. You know, people may think what's so important about knowing what this resurrection is. Folks, if you'll follow this preacher through these series of subjects, we'll show you how important it is to know what a resurrection is. It's important enough to know that God put it in his Bible for us to study and it's important enough to know that he listed it in Hebrews the sixth chapter as being one of the things that's in his fundamental principles. These are principles that we have to be taught before we can go on to perfection. Yeah, if we won't know what a resurrection is, we can be led anyway and every way, and we'll come off the fundamental foundation, the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ, and this building won't be built right. That's why there's so many doctrines out there. I want you to understand first what a resurrection is, what the Bible teaches a resurrection is, not what the Greek and the Hebrew and what some man may say about it. Yeah, we're being led by the Spirit of God, being led by His Word. Yes, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And folks, that's what our little church is preaching on and teaching, is principal fundamentals. And we want you to come out and be part of us and be taught and be... Be taught how to be fundamentally strong in the Word of God. We can be.